Welcome to Long Lost Brothers, the podcast devoted to the acquisition of Betterment. My name is Brett Scott. And I'm Jesse Cole. And we are the Long Lost Brothers. Brothers. Jesse, Jesse, how's it going, man? It's good. It's good. It's been a a good but rough week. Um, I'm glad to be doing our podcast. It's uh, always a pleasure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, so yeah, this week, uh, I had some kind of like stomach issue where I've been like mega nauseous, right? Oh man. Yeah. yeah I, I like, I'm not one to really call out from work often, but I did on Friday and just, uh, slept, but, um, yeah, so I, I've been kind of, uh, you know, I'm not, um, having a hundred percent. And so anyway, that was fun, a fun week. But did that, uh, did that affect your training and everything? Yeah, I kind of, I, I, I did all my, uh, all my runs that were scheduled, but um, they weren't, weren't fucking world beating performances. Uh, right. I ran 11 miles yesterday. I, I'm pulling out of it. I'm pulling better. I, I took Friday off and slept most of the day. So, you know, sometimes uh, pumping the brakes is uh, is part of the the methodology, right? Yep, yep. But what I love is is um. You didn't just all out go like, oh, I'm not feeling too good. I'll just call it off. You know, I just won't, won't do any uh, physical activity at all. I think a lot of people make that mistake, man. Well, I ain't a bitch. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think, see, I mean, there's, there's a balance because some people will be like, well, I, I still got to push it to the max. Like, nah, man, but, but you got to keep moving. Like, uh, well, I mean, like, if I was like fucking had coronavirus or I was like literally like fucking vomiting and shitting my guts out. Right. Mm-hmm. Probably not gonna run a thousand miles, but you know, I don't put I, I don't put a hundred percent, so I'm not gonna fucking be hitting these like you know, it ain't gonna be those fucking end all beat all fucking workouts, but you know, I'm I'm super dedicated to this uh, training block that I set up, and um, I, you know, I took Friday off. I didn't I didn't have a run schedule that day. I slept all day. Um, I ate a lot of calories, the right healthy foods, you know, I just, I chilled out, I let my mind rest, I, I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to, I didn't get to record my podcast, I didn't really get to put my, my effort into it, because I just, you know, I was just getting through work and getting through the things I needed to do to, uh, you know, just be a successful human Very in good. general. Yep. Um, I did, uh, you know, look into this uh, Maslow's hierarchy of of needs a little bit and that's something that I wanted to focus on but I like that's something I know about already but it's something I really want to delve into but I didn't get the time to properly research it but yeah, yeah we can do that we can probably um it'll probably weave into what we're going to talk about today so uh, that'll be cool yeah yeah so how's your week um uh, man it's, it's been really good uh I've been training like normal um I am currently almost 24 hours into a fast i think i'm gonna go 48 hours on it oh you son of a bitch yeah i i just uh and, and to be honest it, it was just because i got to a point this week where the last two days uh i was just eating really shitty and uh i felt it last night like my stomach was all in knots and i had trouble going to sleep and like uh i just felt really bloated and, and and yeah. extra, extra tired yesterday. It was crazy. Like I was falling asleep at like seven o'clock in the evening, which is not like me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, man, I think I just need like a reset. And yep. uh, sometimes a fast can do that, man. Like uh, it gives your all, it gives all your digestive system and stuff like that a, a chance to not work so goddamn hard. <laughs> and uh, a lot, of, a lot of times it allows for other things like other systems in the body to do what they need to do, you know? Well, yeah, and it, you know, it gives your time, uh, your body time to do the autophagy of your cells and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I also, know, think, I also think it's a good, uh, it's a good tool for what we talked about last week, which is mental toughness, and that's like just, you know, not, you know, doing something uncomfortable that you're not used to doing on a regular basis so it's like i'm used to eating every single day and a good amount every single day so and i train and i train so i require that food and so it's like you get into this cycle of like eat train sleep eat train sleep well it's tough to 
take one of those things out of the equation. And I'm not, a, I'm not one of these people that's all like crazy into it. Like, um, fasting. I'm not going to fast for a week. That's just not me, man. I'm not going to do it. Um, but I, I think there's some benefit to doing it periodically, um, and doing it for, you know, at, at the very least a 24 hour fast. But I will say, uh, just from my own experience and things that I've read that if you are going to fast, I want to throw this out there kind of as a disclaimer for any period of time, you know, going, you know, 24 hours plus, yeah. you want to make extra sure you are getting vitamins and you are getting your electrolytes. So right. you, you want to be taking in that, that salt that you would normally be getting from your food and things like that. Um, so, so even something like, like, uh, you and I use the, the noon, um, yeah, electrolyte supplement, something like that. Just drinking that and some water. Uh, that's a good tool for for when you're fasting. Oh, oh new staple. Okay, yeah. this is okay. So you know, our sorry, I'm gonna cut you off. Oh, you're good. I was done. Okay, so, so the, you know, we always put a hashtag staple whenever we got the Mountain Dew Zero. You know, some each other pictures and stuff. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I, I don't give a fuck right now. Mountain Dew Zero is the goddamn staple. That shit is yeah. hit. So this is like what what Jesse's talking about is it's kind of like our little buzzword right now is uh, j- just to send each other pictures and and hashtag staple. So it'll be like yeah, th- th- this fucking thing is a staple. This is a daily, you know. Yeah, like ribeye in my life is a staple. Right. Uh, Mountain Dew Zero right now is a staple. Yes. Uh, but dude, I found the, the new hitter. Okay, check this out. What you do is you get you one of these um sparkling okay. waters. Cupcakes, not not right, <laughs> not right now. But look, you get one of them noons and yeah. you put it in a sparkling water. Oh my God, this is why you're my long lost brother, Jesse. <laughs> I, I'm, oh my God, it's like yeah. it's like it's like soda with zero guilt. And nobody can even tell you it's bad for you because it's like bitches electrolytes and fucking water. Fuck off, dude. I did that today. What? I did, I'm drinking that right now. <laughs> so, so, so my wife comes home from the store and she's got this little six pack. And these aren't the um the sparkling ones, which I drink those all the time. I think I drink sparkling waters all the time. Yeah. And uh, to be yeah, 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 to yeah. be clear, this is not seltzer water. I don't drink that shit. That's just nasty. But sparkling water basically tastes like diet soda and whatever yeah. flavor that you get. But um, yeah. she comes home. These aren't sparkling, but she comes home with these uh flavored Aquafinas, and it's like berry flavored, right? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, well, I need to get in some electrolytes today because I'm fasting. So I went ahead and threw half of a noon tablet in there, that um, uh, orange mango or whatever it is that I have. I like the, the strawberry lemonade. That's my, that's my preference. Yeah, I have a variety pack for your uh, your advisement. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that, that strawberry lemonade. Dude, but, my... you, but you ain't joking, dude. Mix it with some flavored water. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like drinking a... Kool-Aid oh. soda. It's fucking delicious. I, I just straight drink the, the the TV static. I mean, like, uh, like smell water, sparkling. Yeah. I, I mean, I like unflavored Perrier. I'm nasty, but um, if it's cold, okay, then this all, me drinking carbonated water all stems from me being a serious, serious beer drinker. Uh-huh. The, um, and then wanting to be sober, but still enjoying, like, when it's hot outside, having, uh, a bottle of beer, so I would get them lemon Perrier's yeah. and crack, crack that bad boy open, and um, I like pretend like it was a Corona, but it's yeah. not. Yeah. But but you know, but then I don't have to feel like a drunk piece of shit who got in a fight for nothing. Yeah. Uh, later, later in the day. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, there's something, there's something about that that carbonation. There's something about that that little bite that it has. You know, that's really refreshing, man. Like in the summer, the same thing with beer. Same thing. With, uh, yeah. with 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 soda, like I I didn't get the same thing from a, like a diet Pepsi or something, but yep. man, I, something about that on a hot summer day having an ice cold drink with that crispy bite at the end. Yeah, yeah, Love yeah. It. So so the the noon with the sparkling water staple, staple, staple center, staple, <laughs> and we both discovered it around the same time. That's that's great. Yeah. 
yeah, that's uh, the new, that's the, the, bad, the bad bitch summer drink right there. Bad uh, bitch statement. That's your new hashtag. <laughs> that's, a, that's a BBS. Yeah. yeah. The LLB's got the BBS. There it is. All right, yeah. so um, so today uh, it was your idea, but we're going to talk about basically getting out of some uh, tough situations, getting out of how to find your way out of, uh, you know, yeah, dark, dark, yeah, some 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 dark uh, areas. Yeah, because um, you know, it's easy to say, uh, you know, like okay, so let, let me um. I don't want to say this. You ever have a friend that's going through like a tough breakup or have you been through a tough breakup and it's like, oh, cheer up, buddy. You all right? It's like, well, well, no shit. I'm going to be all right. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's like a pull yourself up by the bootstraps thing. Like, it, it ain't it ain't that simple. Right. And, you know, um, <laughs> there's like the, 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 the jocko, right? Like the good and, yeah. Uh, the best way to get stop missing somebody, stop missing them. Right. And, and you know, and, and that 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 works for some people, and that's fine. And but um, I would say you know, for me, it's it's more like um, I give myself a time frame to mourn something. Okay, like okay, like a, a close friend of mine died. Mm-hmm. Okay, and miss him. I love him, man. I, I love that dude. And and it sucked because I had to space myself from him before he died, uh, because of you know because of this, you know what killed him this substance abuse still right yeah and um I was like okay man like when I heard it you know it, it was very painful and it sucked and um you know and and like I'm kind of like getting a little uh you know my mom here's the same I'm talking about it right now and yeah. um. You know, for that, it's like, you know, a death is different than a heartbreak because you can celebrate the goodness of that person and you can, you know, like, they, like you know, I mean, everybody cries at a celebration of life where you can look back and at the times you had good with that person. And I guess you could do that in a relationship too, but it's like... Mm, right, yeah, that ain't the same. That ain't the same. Yeah, because, you know, they could still be like, man, fuck that bitch. But like, right. <laughs> no, he was like that, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's the thing. Like, there, there's more anger and bitterness in that kind of a situation yeah. than, than, than when you're kind of just like God, mourning someone. That's that's a little different. Yeah, but it's like, you know, even a relationship, you would still mourn that loss, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's like the betrayal is there, so it hurts more. Right. Like, or even not betrayal, even if it's just like, you know what, I'm over this. You know, but, um, but you know, you can't, you're still not over it because, because of entanglement. Hashtag entanglement. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, I, the, the thing I was thinking about is, like, you know, um, it's, it's like I was talking about how I was like, okay, I'm, I still trained even though I was sick, right? Because yeah. it's like, in, in the previous relationship, I, I was super infatuated with uh, this, this person, mm-hmm. and they, they, they discarded me. And uh, maybe they slept on the kid. I would say that they slept yeah. on the kid, and they fucked up, and uh, you know, went a different direction. And that shit hurt my feelings so fucking bad, man. And uh, you know, my buddy's like, "Oh, just cheer up, bud. It's gonna be okay." I mean, I was fucked up emotionally. Like, I, you know, I'm just gonna go to the gym and I'm gonna lift through this. And it's like, yeah, dude, I can fucking deadlift fucking 500 pounds. It fucking doesn't make anybody give a fuck. That how you know, but it doesn't change you emotionally so it's like you know um you need to still participate in self-care but i think that um you know it's appropriate for you to just take the time to feel the feelings to feel them out you know it's like yeah man this sucks and uh x y and z why it sucks um then you need to also you know uh you need to to have that takeaway that you know, you need to validate your feelings and um, validate the reason why that person's stupid for these things, or if they're justified in fucking telling you peace out, maybe you can contrast that with things that you need to work on and use that as an experience, um, as an opportunity for growth, right? For sure. Like, um, oh man. Okay, so I'll say that to say this. Okay, so I'm going to take you down a little rabbit hole real quick. Um, okay. 
Okay, so I'm reading the Stoic philosophy book right now, and they're giving this parable of Hercules, and we all want to be Hercules. He's jacked. He fucking wears a lion head on his fucking head. He's a bad MF, right? So um, these two goddesses come to him. One's this, uh, you know, she's a, this little thick chick. She's sexy and she's dirty, and she's saying, I can make you a king, and you'll live like a champion for the rest of your life. Everything will come to you that you ever wanted, right? And he's like, mm, that sounds like all right. Like, like where did I sign up? Okay, so then, uh, and then that girl's name, I can't remember. There's two names, but she's Vice. She's the, the, the Vice is what her name is, and that's where the Latin or the, the Latin word derives from. Okay, so and there's this other goddess who's a much more modest woman. She's, uh, you know, she's Aunt Viv, if you will. Right. Um, Okay, so she says, look, man, I'm going to take you down this path. It is hard as fuck. You're going to fight all these monsters. You're going to die a terrible death. You're going to be betrayed. It's going to suck, you know. But, um, but you're going to be better in the end if you do it, and you just got to believe that. Right, so this is what she's telling Hercules. And Hercules says, you know what? I'm going the hard road. All right, and then, uh, you know, he cuts off the hydras. You know, he does all the Herculean shit, right? Um, but then his wife betrays him. She puts the hydras venom on his little uh, lion head and uh, poisons him, and he dies. But, but, in the end, he becomes a god because uh, just seeing it so fit that he went that hard route that he didn't got the fuck out of it, right? That, uh, he, beat, he did the 12 acts or the 12 labors and did all this hardship and, and chose the, the life of hardship. Uh, so he made himself worthy of being that actual God. So in the end, he didn't just take the easy route. He, uh, you know, went the stoic route, took the hard pain and got the greater reward in the end. Right. So um, you can take these hardships like all these things that I've been through in my life, it sucked ass. It, uh, they usually were some fucked up character defects that I did not even know that I was doing. They ended landing me up into a pile of shit that I've put myself in most of the time is my fault. And I can own that. Um, you know, that is where you, uh, if you take those and learn from those, man, you know, then you can, uh, you know, ascend into something greater. But, um, you know, when you're going through these hardships, if you don't take ownership of, of the situation, then, um, you know, then you're just going to keep repeating these problems. And, you know, and sometimes the, our, 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 the thing that we can't own is that we pick toxic people and toxic partners, right? So for me, pulling out of that was pulling out of uh, just even landing myself in these situations has been uh, something that has been, uh, you know, something I'm grateful for. And so a lot of times using these problematic situations, these turmoils and these, these uh, tribulations to give you, to give you, in, to give you the opportunity for insight is the best way to do it. But, you know, but to not to just dwell on it. Like, it's like, okay, like say, um, I failed a squat because uh, I rounded my back and then I ended up not losing the leverage in my ass. Um, I could be mad that I missed that squat and just be like, man, I can never squat 450. I can't. I tried it. I, it's just, it beat me. I can't do it. You know, or I could uh, do the autopsy, right? I could look at the squat video and I could see like, oh man, I should kept my chest up and, uh, you know, drive from my hips. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, um, Okay, so I lost my job because I was late every fucking day and um, I didn't perform the best of my ability. I was looking at my phone way too much and I didn't uh, do X, Y, and Z. Right. Right. It's like, oh man, I'm just not good at that job. Are you not good at that job or do you not apply yourself? Uh, is your girlfriend that left you a fucking bitch or did you treat her like shit and not give her the attention she needed? Like, you know, um, and it might be both. You know, and it might be uh, somewhere in the middle, but, you know, <clears throat> breaking things down uh, devoid of that emotional veil is probably uh, the best approach you can do. You know, like my sister has this rule in her house where you can be mad for fucking 10 minutes and then you need to come up with a plan of action to correct that. And that is one of the most powerful things I never understood when it was told to me, but now I live it. Yeah, you know? That's, that's legit. I like that. Um, yeah. So, um, so... 
what I'm getting from that is, you know, it, it's good to learn from these negative experiences. But uh, one thing I was hoping we could get into today is strategies when you're actually in that shit, when you're yeah. in that turmoil, like what strategies have you used? Because at that point you don't have that, um, that view of insight that like, Oh, I can learn from it. Like, you know what I mean? You don't, you're, you're, you're depressed. You're hurt. Whatever it is, you're you're hurting at that moment, and you're not seeing clearly. Right. Um, and I, I think I think uh, okay. So for a lot of a lot of addicts talk about this. A lot of addicts talk about rock bottom, right? And it's uh, it's basically when you reach a spot in your life that's the lowest you've ever been, or something that is so you know emotionally jarring to your system that it actually sparks something in you, right? Like, um, uh, okay, I, I have to, you know, this is the worst it can get. And, you know, that's what they consider rock bottom. When they look back, they go, that was, that was ha- my absolute worst. That was my rock bottom. That was the, the worst spot I was ever at. And a lot of times it takes people experiencing those rock bottom things to, to change, to make the necessary changes to, right, right. you know, better themselves. Well, um, you know, I I got to say, like, personally, I have been to the rock bed, you know, uh, probably four or five times in my life. Um, but there's definitely one where I can look back and I can go, I think that is the lowest. That was my lowest point, you know. And, um, and well, I'll just go into it. So I, when, when I was um, when I was 22, I. I say when I was 21, I discovered a love for cocaine and Mm. yeah. And, uh, I, I, you know, it, it graduated quickly to the habit. It, it was, it started out like I tried it, I enjoyed it and I started doing it, uh, on the weekends with my friends. And then it became like, um, then it would be like every, you know, every couple of days with my friends and then eventually got to a point where I was using it by myself. This was like probably six, seven months later, I'm using it. And that's when, you know, you like, you're really an addict, right? When you're yeah. no longer socially doing something that you're doing it all alone, you know, by yourself. And, um, so I was at this point, man, where I, I I didn't have a place to live for a long time mm. and I was sleeping in my car and also what? So I could keep doing Coke and drink a beer every night, you know? Yep. And, uh, I eventually, I, I got this place just by chance, like after going through a period of like living with crackheads and then, uh, I moved, I moved into a, a camper. I remember I scrounged up enough money to put down a deposit, uh, to rent a camper. And I was renting this camper from these people for like something stupid, like under $200 a month. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was a fucking camper, dude. It was a camper. And I was in this camper every night, you know, four in the morning by myself doing fucking lines off the little fucking kitchenette. And I remembered it, and that was my absolute lowest point. When I look back, I've had some low points. Even here recently, I've had some low points. Um, But that was the one that was the most jarring to where I looked at myself, and I'm like, man, I'm going to end up like my parents. I'm going to end up like, you know, the people I've seen around me uh, ruin their lives. And it it was a point of actually the first time in my life I ever felt hopeless like the first time I felt like there's no way out of this. Right. And it was all self-inflicted, man. It was all self-inflicted. And so that, I think sometimes are self-inflicted. Yeah. And I think, I think, um, those are the hardest ones to come to grips with, come to terms with and and get out of are the things that you do to yourself, you know, you have to own them. Yeah. If you're going to beat them. And then, you know, you, I see I do and I see a lot of other people when uh, something sucks uh, and you know even if it's not all your shit you don't own if you don't own your shit and none of the shit is ever going to get fixed right if you can say like like okay you Brett can Brett can say 
I was doing lines in my fucking camper, and every day after day, I was chasing that bag, and uh, you know, nothing really mattered except for the blow, right? And I could, and you just told like a part of my like a part of my story, and then uh, you know, part of uh, some other people's story. I know that you know how us uh, people in recovery, we all have a uh, many similarities, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, like living, you lived in a camper, I lived in a garage. Yeah, you know, you keep it gangster. It's yeah. like whatever, whatever it takes, as long as there's more dope on the way, right? Right. Or as long as I got, as long as I got the big bag of dope, I don't care where. I, I don't need a house. Yeah. I, I got twenty fucking friends that got houses. I got the dope, right? So, anyway, that's how I lived for a long time. So it, it's like I, I understand hundred percent, but it's like I did not see where that was an issue until uh, things were played out, right? And um, okay, so in the middle of a, of uh, being fucked up is like at what point do you find the clarity right it's like they even say like a moment of clarity so so you gotta pump your brakes somewhere right yep and uh, so what, what made you pump your brakes um well I, I'm kind of lucky that I have and, and I don't know if everybody has this man and I think that's that's the struggle for a lot of people but I do have something in me that says and I don't know where I learned it. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if I was born with it. I don't know if my mom gave it to me. I don't know where it came from, but Maybe I, have, I have something in me that, that says, maybe it's just my ego. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, but it tells me that I am worth something, right? Yeah. yeah. And the, the last thing I had left, and in fact, the reason I felt so shitty was because of that ego. It, it was because, like, I know I'm better than this. I know that this ain't the life I'm supposed to be living. I know that it's, you know, I felt absolutely pathetic, man. I, I did. And I remember I used to write um, on these little notepads uh, when I, I'd be up all night like that. And I would just write on these notepads. And sometimes it was real depressing, man. Like I'm like writing to myself, like how disappointed I am with myself. And like, sometimes it would turn into letters to people in case something happened to me, like, you know, shit like that. And, um, and, uh, I, I got to a point where, and, and this is, this is something that I think is really important to say too. You, a lot of times you don't decide like, Oh, I'm making a change. And then boom, you, you change. And a lot of, and a lot of times the things that, that you want to stop doing or change in your life or whatever, they still plague you for a while. But I, I made this decision at one point that it wasn't me. I said, this is not me. This is not who the fuck I am. I'm not supposed to be in this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's my fault that I'm in a situation. And, um, but there was still nowhere to go. Like I didn't see a way out. And so in my head, I'd already made the decision, like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing or whatever, but I couldn't make myself stop. I was in a cycle where I could not make myself stop. And that made it even worse. And, um, this is something I wanted to bring up as kind of the main point of, of what to do when you are in a situation like that, where you feel hopeless, hopeless is you have to, you have to let go of your ego a little bit. You you have to reach out. You have to reach out because you can't, man, this is one of the hardest things for me in life. I'm still dealing with this is being able to admit that I can't do shit on my own. Yeah. I can't just go uh, out of sheer fucking willpower because that's how everything else in my life works, right? Like, if I want to yeah. fucking run a marathon, I just do it. Yeah. I just will myself to it. But when it comes to being at the lowest point in your life, when it comes to being in a, in a grip of depression or something like that, I think the best way to get out of it is to reach out. And that is, that's hard because a lot of times when you're in a situation like that, when you're at your, your rock bottom, you've already fucked over everybody around you. No one wants exactly. to help. No one wants to help you anymore. And yeah, um, you've uh, detrimentally uh, damaged all your social support. So if that's a, if, you know, if you even have a social support at this point, that doesn't yeah. think you're a fucking a joke or a snake or, you know, 
you're, you're, you're lucky, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. You, you, you've ruined trust with everyone, and and it's like you don't. You almost feel embarrassed to even ask at this point. Like, who the fuck's gonna trust me? Why should they? I'll probably fuck them over. You know, I. And you know what? I, I got lucky in this situation because uh, I had my dad, who. What I did to get out of the situation was, and I think is important to do, is make, you have to make changes. And whether they're a tiny change or a huge change, uh, something has changed. So you can either start off, like, if there's no way to make a giant change, you know what I mean? You have to start off making little tiny changes, little stupid things, little, like we've talked about in previous episodes about, like, doing little things that don't really seem to matter, but they're a change in your habits, right? Yeah, making um, the bed. Making the bed. Um, right. The little, the little shit. That's it. But I, the, the thing is, is, sometimes it takes, it, you, sometimes you need help, man. And, and that's the hardest thing to admit is, like, and if you don't have someone, like at that point, I had my dad. But if you don't have someone, you're you're going. You have to reach out to. Like you might not have anybody around you left, but there are people out there like you, um, who have been in that situation before, who will help you out. Like there are meetings you can go to. There are free counselors you can go talk to. There are places to go if you need. Um, a place to sleep, if you need um, a bite to eat, if you need right. just, just someone to fucking listen to you. Like, and I think that these things are huge, man. And even back then, I, I, I attributed it all to my willpower. You know what I mean? It takes me now looking back at it to see, like, I had to ask my dad for help. If my dad wasn't a truck driver, that I could say, hey, dad, um, the only way I could see out of this situation is if I come with you on the road and I learn the truck driving industry and get my CDL and learn how to drive a truck. Like that's what, that was my massive change. Right. But I got lucky, man. I got lucky that for one, I had a person there that I could go to like that. And I got lucky that, that it, it, it was available to me. Like, yeah, yeah. But, but but the thing is, at the time, even I didn't recognize it. I still thought it was just my. I thought it was my willpower. My ego was telling me like, yeah, you you picked yourself up by the bootstraps and you fucking solved the problem. And I would brag to people, you know what I mean, for a long time. And that's yeah. why the shit still plagues me to this day. And that's what found me in meetings a year ago, even though we're talking about a cocaine habit that was 17 years ago. Like, right. it still plagued me because I. I didn't allow, I didn't drop my ego. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just thought I was, uh, man, I'm doing this. This is me. No, man, you know what it is? It, this time around, this time around, it was my wife, you know? Yeah. My wife had to threaten to leave me if I didn't start making changes. That's how big my ego is on, on this. And, and that's why I think you have to be open to getting help from other people. Even if that's um, tough love, like my wife gave me or a helping hand, like my dad gave me or the support of a, uh, an anonymous group of strangers that wants to listen to your problems. You know what I mean? Right. But I think that the, the, one of the main keys to getting out of a deep, dark place is just reaching out, man. Yeah. You know, and, um, yeah, reaching out is huge. And then, you know, on the back end of that, being ready to be reached out to. Yeah. On the, you know, like, being, like now I can be that social support for the other people. That's, like, that is fucking, you know, a gift that uh, I get to pay forward now. You know, because yeah. uh, I, I similar situation, you know, uh, it took me about, 10 years longer than you to uh, come to that realization that I needed to exit myself from uh, such situations. Um, like, I, I like, you know, like, cool, my kid's 10 and uh, he lives in the house and I live in the garage. Yeah, um, but, but, but real quick, like I said, uh, I, did, I didn't do it right the first time. I didn't recognize that I needed help and I just let that ego keep building. And so my, maybe right. it took you 10 years longer. The fact is you've been clean longer than I have now. And that's because, yeah, it took you 10 years uh -huh. further in the journey 
but yeah. um, it, it's a it, time of sobriety where I also my ego was so fucking awesome. Like I was a you know I was fucking Chad, dude. I was rad as fuck, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've fucking got a whole fucking year. Um, you know, I, I'm fucking leaned out. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, I thought I was I had a job now. Look at me go. You know, but uh, you know, there's no real introspection. You know, as soon as uh, as soon as there's no accountability, um, I was open to just thinking that my willpower was greater than that of uh, outside forces that uh, you know tend to bend my fucking life into shit. Yeah, and um, you know, and I came to those uh, those uh, toxins and. Um, you know, put myself back in that whirlwind, and then uh, you know, I had that one person, that one, that one sibling, that one sibling that was in a position to say, "Okay, I'm gonna give you this chance, but if not, this is the last, this is it, this is 100 percent the last time." And um, she is a very, uh, she's a person who's very of their word, whether good, bad, or indifferent. If they say this is what it is, this is what it's gonna be. Right, yeah. and um, I'm forever grateful to my sister Amanda, dude. And she said, "Look, you can come stay with me, but um, if you fuck this up, I can't help you no more. And I'm gonna keep your kid because you're fucking his life up, right?" And uh, you know, I'm being very transparent of my of my story and my my uh, tribulations I've been through and what have you. But um, you know, at that point, I had been uh, saying that. I'm I'm hopeless right now, and I I would say that about three times a day unconsciously in my head, and um, you know, one night I don't know what, uh, one night I don't know what it was, but I was like, man, this is fucking pathetic. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking joke, mm-hmm. right? And you have to own that you're a fucking that you are a fucking joke, and if you want to, you know, you can't respect the person in the mirror, then you need to make some changes. You need to take some, you know, you need to um, make some acquisition of better meat, whether that's fucking not smoking uh, a cigarette, whether that is fucking completely turn your life upside down, whatever it is for, you know, to take that next level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, whether it's, um, you know, because at the start, all you need is like air, food, water, shelter. Right. Yeah. Uh, then you need, um, you know, maybe some employment, and this, um, uh, some socialization, some, you know, you need, you need like friends, social support, employment, you know, and then after that, it's like, you know, you need a house in the neighborhood you want to live in, you need a, a decent car, you know, then after that, it's like, I need to have a creative outlet. I need to, uh, find some spirituality. I need to, um, you know, some entrepreneurship, some moving forward, you know, some next steps. Uh, so, you know, but it it all starts when you stop digging. That's your bottom is when you, you put the shovel down and start fucking uh, looking around at how whole, how deep the hole is that you got to climb yourself out of. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. uh, we all want to, you know, we all, we all at some point find ourselves, you know, waist deep in that quicksand and it's like, you're going to find that rope or you're going to keep kicking and fussing, right? Yeah, you're going to find yeah. that rope and pull, pull yourself out or you're going to fucking, uh, you know, be that dumbass that talks shit until he's got the quicksand in his mouth. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a very uh, vague reference to a bunch of cowboy movies that I watched when I was a little kid. But um, Well, I, I want to, I, I think it's important too um, that, that people realize, like, just because you decide to make a change or you start making some right decision, um, for one, it does not happen instantly, man. Like you don't go, whatever it is, you don't get over it. You don't decide to get over it. And then, uh, because you made that decision to work in the right direction, uh, now everything's going to be great around you. No, man. A lot of times, like we're, we're specifically talking a lot about addiction. And a lot of times, uh, when you're in that kind of a situation, it is, uh, it's a long fucking road, uh, especially if you've damaged all the relationships around you. And it, it can be really, it can be really uh, disheartening at times when you feel like you're making all this progress within you, but the people around you, the life around you, isn't reflecting that the way you want. Like you can't, yeah. you can't make your relatives trust you. You can't just, you know, you know, you're being honest. You know you're doing the right thing. It's been a year. It's been two years. But everyone's still kind of like, mm, 
I don't trust it yet. Yeah, can, like, you know. And, yeah, uh, if I go back to my hometown, there's a hundred percent people that will probably still think that I would fucking rob their house or fucking uh, yeah. uh, that I'm still like on some bullshit. You know, they wrote me off years ago, rightfully so. And uh, if my name came up, it would never. They, you know, they like. It's not like they're like I'm on fucking TV and they're following me. It's not in the newspaper. Oh, fucking, you know, I'm not Robert Downey Jr. Nobody knows I went to fucking rehab and got out and fucking, you know, I'm doing better now. Like some people do, some people don't. I don't really give a fuck. You know, the main takeaway is the world doesn't owe you shit. So you can make all the amends you want, but they don't. People not to accept this. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to care that you fucking changed. You know, like nobody right. owes you shit. So when when you know, being gracious and grateful is a lot of the um, is a lot of the key to success when getting through um, uh, any turmoil. You know, whatever kind of heartbreak it is, if you're reaching out to somebody and they are accepting of that and uh, offering you kindness or platitudes or um, you know, philosophy, whatever whatever things they're giving you, even if it sucks, they're still trying to help you. So um, you know, just a, a attitude of gratitude to be fucking uh, cliche as hell, but um, you know that that goes a long way. And um, you know, and and also it's like men like uh, sometimes when you're just in pain, uh, you know, I, I suffer from um, you know just depression, just creeps them in me, man. I, I, I fight with that a lot. Um, you know, you wouldn't know it because I don't talk about it a lot because I'm very aware of the, you know, my brain is just a fucking asshole that wants to tell me my life sucks when it doesn't. But, uh, you know, you got to latch on to those things that you give a fuck about that are present and you got to really love that thing. You know, yeah. like I, I love my kid, man. I love the I love I love my my wife is fucking amazing and I'm so blessed to have her. Like you need to attach on to these things that you have. And if your wife left and that's all you got, then man, I got my dog Sparky and he's a bad motherfucker and he's gonna be loyal to him no matter what. He didn't like that bitch. He pissed on her bed, haha. <laughs> you know, uh, the, the Sparky's just a metaphor for something to attach yourself to. It's like when you're weak, you need something to grab onto. You know, you need that that life support. Um, and you know that might for some people that might be religion for some people that might be a friend you know you, you know um whatever it is that's going to get you through sometimes it's just you know you're facing yourself you know you're like you, like you like for you you said um you know i my, my ego maybe that was just your love of yourself pulled you out of your bullshit which is a hundred percent a, a non-toxic trait like that's an awesome coping mechanism you're like i'm being you know you checked yourself so i'm being a fucking piece of shit i need to fucking reach out and find some way to get out of this right yeah so, so man like that you know it's huge but um you know like uh i've been damaged in the past and i i just attached myself to somebody that was stable and uh made myself of value you know, like I didn't have any money, but I cooked, I cleaned, uh, watched the kids. I, uh, you know, helped in her garden, whatever she needed me to do to, to forth like the situation, even though it's still not beneficial to her. That's fine. Yeah. Like I jumped in and, you know, and made it, you know, it's not worthwhile to her by any means, you know, two miles of feet taken in, like, you know, that was not worthwhile to her other than she's a compassionate person. And so, um, you know, I was, I'm, Having a, that that lifeline, you know, that life support was instrumental, you know. So, um, you know, sometimes when things are rough, man, that the mental toughness is not always going to be there, especially because usually we don't learn how to build that until after we've had one of these uh, catastrophic uh, situations happen. It's like you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's like now I know if some shit gets out of hand. I have the fortitude to come to reach out. I, I know that I'm humble enough to uh, call somebody who genuinely gives a fuck about me before I've uh, done all the things that make them write me off, right? Yeah. Well, I, I think that uh, it speaks to the thing that you talked about earlier about uh, the trials of Hercules, right? Um, I think that what I was saying earlier about sometimes you're on the path of, of getting better, but it ain't fucking easy. In fact, sometimes it gets harder on that path. You're choosing a harder path. It's much easier to wallow in pity. It is way easier to 
um, stay depressed than it is to fight your way out of it. And that's kind of like the trials, right? Do I do, you know, do I avoid this thing or do I meet it head on? Okay. So like you were saying, the, the first thing is you need to allow yourself to feel whatever feelings you're feeling, right? That's the very first thing. And then after that, after that initial thing, I think it is important. This is a, this is a good strategy, I think, for getting out of any kind of um, depressive state or uh, turmoil you might find yourself in. But after acknowledging, right, what happened, what your feelings are about it, I think it's important that you keep yourself busy, not as at a point of not a not as a point of avoidance, because like I said, we we thought about it, we've analyzed it. Um, we're constantly thinking of strategies to uh, combat it, whatever it is. Um, but keeping yourself busy is huge, man, because yeah. not only is it getting your mind to work like it's supposed to, which is, you know, your mind isn't built to just dwell on one thing, right? It's built to do a lot of different things, man, to be able to go to work and take care of your kids and, and, you know, back in the day, hunt for food and gather food and, you know, all this stuff. Right. Um, but your mind is not built to just sit and dwell on something. And uh, I think it's important to keep yourself busy physically, mentally. You got to find positive things to do, man. So to to work that muscle of doing other things besides just focusing on the one thing. But also, um, it, it starts to create some positivity. You start to accomplish little tiny goals. Like... And that's where you start building your way out of complete depression. If you can accomplish little tiny fucking wins for yourself, right? Little tiny wins to say, I'm on the right path. This is rewarding. You start working that reward system and you start seeing the benefits to not staying where you were, whether that's like we were talking about with addiction or whether we're talking about when you were talking about um, losing someone close to you, you can't stay there. You can't stay there. Like you, you have to feel it. It's important that you feel it. Don't mask your feelings. Don't cover them up. That's a quick road to way more pain. Like if you don't feel your feelings, analyze the situation, you know, like get mad, don't do anything crazy. And when you're feeling it, get mad, get sad, feel the feelings, but then analyze what you can do to, you know, to, to better the situation, you know, um, do I need to be more compassionate? Do I need to just distance myself from the people involved? Do I need to, uh, you know, do I need to make amends on my side of the street? Like, um, you know, do I need to, am I placing blame on others? It is not just like, you know, I think you need to analyze something, but not obsess over it. And then, and that's a fine line, you know, like what actually, okay. So you, you analyzed it for a day or two, you know, got molded over, mm-hmm. thought about it, you know, like, Give it some space, give it some breathing room, you know, like, and you're going to make Puno, you got to burp the baby, right? So, um. Yeah, you felt it, you hurt, you cried, you got angry, you know. Yeah, but if, you know, but if you just put the band-aid on, it's just going to fester. You know, you, you got to air it out. And you need to feel it, yeah. So, yeah, so that's, that's all getting said, but it's like, but if you live in just feeling it, you don't, you don't know how to prepare for the next one. You know, it's like somebody could jab you hella hard, but if you don't learn to flip the jab and throw right, you're just going to keep getting beat up, right? Yeah, and it's going to compound because you're still going to have that injury the next time something hard hits you, right? Yeah, and and, and your coping mechanisms are going to be more toxic and more toxic and more toxic every time, you know. Um, I know this one individual is like, he's 36, 37, and it's like, to this day, everything is everybody else's fault, and uh, yeah. you can't. You know, if you can't own your own bullshit, by the time you're thirty, bro, you're fucking up in life. And yeah. you know, and I'm, and I'll say that to anybody's face at any time. You know, most people could probably do that by the time they're twenty-one, but um, that's not where the life the people that I grew up with or hung around with. That's right. not a thing. So it's usually a prison sentence, and then they come out, and then they figure that out. You know, yeah. so. uh so that being said, it's like, you know, 
be mad about it for 10 minutes, then make action. Or, you know, feel it, and then, and then you gotta, um, you know, you gotta get all, you gotta condense your thoughts, you know? Like the water condenses on the side of a water bottle on a hot day, that needs to be all your feelings getting bubbled into one thing that you're gonna fucking do and you're gonna move forward with. It's like, okay, so, um, so just say like, okay, a girl broke your heart. Okay, you did this, she did that. Okay, cool. I got to go my separate way. I'm going to try not to think about her. I'm not going to think about her to anybody because that makes me look like a piece of shit. And, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start reading books. I'm going to lift weights for a while. I'm going to, I'll start running when I feel sad or, you know, or whatever. I'm going to learn to learn to bake, you know, whatever the thing is, it's like, you know, you're going to find an alternate action. Take action. And take action as opposed to, to the toxic trait that you that yeah. you that, that uh, yeah yeah I think you it's know, important it's important to I mean, we've said it over and over but it's important to feel the feeling but then you got to set a point for yourself to where you're like okay um, now I'm gonna work my way out of this like now it now I have to take action now I'm not saying to take action right away I'm saying feel those feelings fully first but have a plan that you're going to take action at some point and yeah. actually take the action because if you don't, if you don't take, even if it's just a little step towards something, man, if you don't, you're going to stay there. So you're going to stay there in that depressive state or you're going to move forward with your life. And the only yeah. way to move forward is to actually move. You have to move. You cannot stay there. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure I beat it to death, but you, you've heard my terms. Like, I call some people uh, still people. It's like a, a still person. It's like they're still talking shit. They're still doing drugs. They're still not working. They're still blaming everybody for their problems. And it's like they're still on their bullshit. And it's like uh, I don't want to be a still person. You know, I'm I'm in action. I'm 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 making movements forward. I'm I'm acquiring better. You know, I'm looking for the next. I'm looking for the next thing moving so I can be progressive and jumping on it and being part of that action. Right. You know, because if you, if you want to live in the past and, uh, you know, call out people on shit that happened five years ago, it's like, bro, I'm not even the same person that was there five years ago. I'm not right. the same person I was a year and a half ago because I work on being progressively better, smarter, stronger, faster, uh, not just physically. I mean, in my mind, too, you know, like I want, I want to be a better friend, a better partner. I want to be these things that I have failed to do in the past. And if you're not actively working on it, you know, it's like I'm trying to be professionally a, a good dad. I'm trying to be professionally a good boyfriend. You know, I, like that's how much I care about not uh, not retrogressing back to because, like, man, like I can be super jealous sometimes because I'm a very insecure person, right? Yeah. So I still have these thoughts where I'm like, you know, freaking psycho over nothing, but. You know, I know better than to say something, and I think it, I say it out loud. My not out loud. I say it in my head, and I think it out, and I'm like, "Wow, I'm really crazy, right?" Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Jesse Cole's a fucking psycho sometimes. But then I don't say nothing out loud, and I don't make a weird face about it, and you know, I don't give it any power. So it's like that is progression from a time where uh, you know somebody did me dirty, and I let that be my coping mechanism to be all crazy and insecure, and probably ruin a bunch of good relationships as a result of that, right? So, so it's like, I've made action that I'm not going to react to things stupidly. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to get in my feelings about something, about, about something that's a very minuscule or, you know, benign, even though it's deflating of my ego. Yeah. It's important. It's important that you be intentional with everything that you do. Like, um, if you, if you want to get out of, of a state, uh, that you don't want to be in, you have to take action, but it can't just be, I mean, it's got to be intentional. You have to have uh, a clear, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to have it all worked out, but you have right. to, you have to know the direction, you know what I'm saying? Forward, man. Yeah. You, know, you want to move better. Move there's, up, always gonna, forward. there's always going to be loose ends because that's just life, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Like that, life, life moves too fast for everything to wrap up in 90 minutes. It's not a rom-com, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think too, that another point to your Hercules, Hercules thing, uh, story from earlier is where, when I was talking about when you are making all this progress, but no one else seems to notice, um, 
Yeah. Same, thing, same thing with Hercules, man. You're saying that he went through all this shit and he still died a horrible death and he suffered his entire existence. But in the end, he was better for it. And and sometimes that is that is the uh, that's the only light at the end of the tunnel is that these things that I'm doing are improving me. You know, um, like you don't you might not see the rewards um, from people around you. You might not see, uh, well, I don't know what you want, but it, it feels like a lot of times when you're making progress, you, you feel like the world should be taking notice. Um, but then you realize like, that's not what you're doing this for. You know what I mean? That's not. Right. You know, right. Um, it's like, there's, there's people from my past that I would never be able, I could literally cure AIDS and would not gain the respect back because I just did yeah. some dirt, dirt ball shit to them. And, and rightfully so. I wouldn't forever forgive you for some of the things I've done either. Right. But, uh, you know, but I, you got to realize that you're, you're not doing it for them. Right. You know, you're doing it for you. Right. You know, like, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like my ex-wife probably still thinks I'm a hunk of shit and she's probably kind of right in some areas, but, um, you know, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't change my life to benefit her. You know, right. I did this for me and our son. So, right. uh, you know, so what the fuck does matter? It's like, I don't, I don't lift weights because, uh, you know, it's going to make my brother stronger. I don't think it's going to make you fucking strong. Right. I'm going to be like, I know what kind of power I'm bringing. Right. Because I put my fucking feet in the fire. I know I can stand with the coals. Right. And I, no pun intended, but yeah. it's like, um, you know, I know I can withstand the storm because I run in the fucking rain, right? Yeah. I've been through some shit, so I know about it. And it's like, uh, you know, nobody fucking has a, 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 a easy life, but some people have had it harder. And, and it's like, as, as rough as I think I've lived, as we've ever had it, they live in war-torn fucking countries. And it's like, man, they wish they had the fucking problems I did, you know? So it's like, yeah. we have these super entitled feelings. And it's like, man... Our darkness is not, you know, ain't even a fucking shadow to some people. So it's like, you know, staying, uh, um, you know, you know, staying in the moment and understanding that, and the understanding that uh, suffering is an opportunity for growth. But if you don't grow from it, then it's just suffering in vain, and that's just a waste of fucking time, yeah. right? That's it. That's it. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think, uh, I think we covered pretty well at least how to get out of self-created depression and turmoil um man we, we maybe should have like made it like that was the focus was like when when you fuck up you know what i mean um, yeah because i mean because while you could just say this applies to a lot of things it doesn't apply as much to the thing like you were talking about where if you lose someone close to you now um getting out of it is still the same in terms of like you need to uh, feel those feelings fully and then start taking action to get out of it. Because if you don't take action, it's not going to just go away. It's never going to go away. So yeah, in, in terms of that, I think, that, I think people still apply though, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's huge. For sure. Yeah. Reaching out to people. Um, it just, yeah, it, 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 it's tough too at the time to like drop your ego. But I mean, oh, yeah. one of the biggest hey, my ego kept me on the street for yeah. you. Well, one, of the, one of the biggest things that will crush your ego, though, is hitting that rock bottom and realizing you got no one left around you. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. that who, who is left to impress, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? You look around and there's no one beside you in the camper. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, I think reaching out is huge. Um, and I think that feeling those feelings is huge. And I think that taking action, those three things, man, are probably the three things that will get you out of. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I got the cure for everybody's fucking depression. I'm not saying that there are people with chemical imbalances and things like that that struggle with some real issues that I can't solve. But I'm saying from personal experience, yeah. the way I found out of those kind of situations is through those three things. Those. Um, Really, really feeling the feelings. Don't fucking mask them. Actually look at your situation objectively and be like, uh, shit, I'm fucking up. Or, 
I shouldn't have done these things. Like drop the ego and say, this is my fault. And it's no one else's fault. Or if it's not your fault, being able to realize that actually yeah. looking at the situation, um, being realistic, uh, being honest. I, I think that's it. Starting out with honesty and saying like, um, I'm in a situation I don't want to be in, whether it's your fault or not, you can come to that conclusion. You can be like, Oh, I lost somebody close to me. And if it's not your fault, you know, um, yeah. then, then you can come to grips with that. You can be like, okay, I didn't do this. Um, this is something that has happened and it hurts and you got to feel it, man. You got to feel it. And then you got to start taking action. So, and then, yeah. and then, Part of that taking action a lot of the time, most of the time, is reaching out to other people for help. Yeah, and being corrective of your own action and not justified. Yep. Yep. All right. I think, uh, I think that's a wrap on this episode. Thank um, you, God, man. I appreciate you, man. And yeah. uh, I appreciate these conversations we're having, and I appreciate our listeners, and we'll be back next week with some more shit for you. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Long Lost Brothers underscore podcast, or you can find Jesse at Cole with a K, or you can find me at Real Brett Scott. This is on Instagram. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk at you next week. Thanks for listening.